All right, however this season turns out, if it turns out as good as we think it's going to turn out, let me put it that way, Kevin Barker, my sense is we're going to look back at tonight. We're going to look back at June 28th. We're going to look back at a night where Vladdy Jr. delivered a walk-off win in a game in which Jordan Romano had to pitch in the ninth inning, losing at home. There's nobody warming up in the bullpen when the Jays put that run together. Jordan Romano, if they go to extra innings, it's going to be Jordan Romano out there again because of the state of the bullpen. Tell you what, Vladdy Jr., Bo Bichette, and most certainly, most certainly Alejandro Kirk tonight, they they saved some embarrassment, I think, from this organization. They they, They they, really did. They sure did. They pulled a rabbit out of a hat. You know, that, that using David Phelps yesterday in the seventh inning with a 7 nothing league almost came back to bite him. You, I, I, you know, it's when you're watching this game and you're thinking about you have the lead up two runs and you're going to Trent Thornton in the seventh inning after yesterday's starter went seven innings, you would think you'd have a better guy to go to winning at home against the Red Sox when you're trying to – you know, take over a lead and, and create some dominance in the American League East, especially with, you know, a couple of the teams other than the Yankees. It just looks like, you know, sort of both teams have some issues with their bullpen. The, Alex Cora is wondering, throwing names against the wall just like Charlie is. And luckily tonight for the Blue Jays, the offense pulled it out. Alejandro Kirk, what can you say about that? You're, you're watching him uh, pinch hit, and I've tried to do that a couple of times. And I was a guy that had a bigger approach when I started, meaning I had a leg kick. I was getting to a big finish. And whenever you're pinch hit, you've been sitting over three and a half hours. You got to do a little something different. You got to have a two strike approach. Well, Alejandro Kirk doesn't have to do that because he's so quiet with his lower half that it's simple. Doesn't have to do anything. Just has to go up and get a strike. And for him to be able to, after sitting over there for three and a half hours, do that to a sub. Marine guy swinging a strike at the head out, get that thing started. That's something special. I'll tell you what, if I'm Alex Cora right now, if I'm JD Martinez, if I'm guys in the Boston Red Sox clubhouse, I'm wondering what the hell Tanner Houck is thinking of. Tanner Houck is a guy who was emerged as a very important part of that bullpen. He's not here because of the vaccination mandate. Uh, you'll look, the, uh, Alex Cora, I think, has been very politically correct when it's come to discussing this he's been asked about it a lot but if you look back at the first trip the Red Sox took in here came into here they didn't have Tanner Houck it cost them then uh but you know these losses at the end of the year for the Red Sox uh you know we're talking about how the Jays are going to look back at this is a mm-hmm. turning point the Red Sox are going to look back at a couple of these games and and they're going to be well within their rights to to ask some questions how they're how they're about Tanner Helk. I'm sorry well, you just are. Whatever you yeah. may feel about vaccination or whatever, I mean, the fact of the matter is he's not here for his team, and I think he's being really selfish. Yeah, well, you you look at where they started their season, how they started it was really bad. Now where they're at as a team, and you don't have one of your best arms coming out of the bullpen, it's a it's a tough look. I'm with you. It's but again, you flip it on to the other side. The the Blue Jays sort of have that no quit in them. Like they're, you know, you get into where you're having quality at batch, passing the baton. You're not trying to do too much. Caleb was all over it. He was talking about don't try and do too much. Don't try and be the hero with one swing. The bow at bat where he's shorting up with two strikes. Mm-hmm. Oh oh, just trying to slap something to right field, getting a strike. What? You, hey, how how good is that? How many times have we seen Bo getting frisky early in counts? He didn't do it there because he was just trying to stay with 
within himself, get a good pitch to hit, hit a ball the other way, it's, look what happens. There's a lot to unpack from this game. Again, the Blue Jays, 6-5 winners over the Boston Red Sox. Vladdy Jr. walks it off, his second career walk-off. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. The Jays 2-0 in this run of eight games against the Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays. If you're driving home from the game, wherever you are, I want to ask you this question. What were your realistic expectations? What are your expectations coming into these eight games? And in particular, you know, now you've got Alec Manoa going. You got a chance to sweep the Boston Red Sox. Mm -hmm. And let's, you know, we'll talk about this game in particular in a minute, but Kevin, this is an important part of the schedule. The Red Sox have had an easy part of the schedule. They're into the throws now. They are into the throws of the AL East. And I can tell you that one of the talking points coming into this series, from the Boston point of view, is, okay, now it gets tough. Hey, it's nice that you're beating up in these other teams. It's nice that you pulled yourself back into the, in, into the postseason race. Now it starts to get tough. And I'm telling you, man, for however, whatever the reason is, the Toronto Blue Jays pretty much own the Boston Red Sox this year. They so should. far, well, at least, they well, own the okay. Boston you, Red Sox you, this year. And that's got to get in the Red Sox head. You started that conversation by, by they could sweep tomorrow. They, for me, they have to. If you want to be a really good playoff team at home with your best guy going tomorrow, what better time to start doing what you're supposed to do to lesser teams? And I, I realistically think, and you can look at big picture here, the bullpens, you can throw them against the wall. One is, you know, it's about as good as the other one when it comes to both of these teams. But right now, confidence-wise, passing the baton, the rotation, for me anyway, the Blue Jays can match up and, and beat the, the Red Sox. And for me, with their best guy going tomorrow, this has to be a sweep. Right. I'll say All it right, right now. Let's talk about this game in particular, Kevin. Uh, let's set it up. Ross Stripling starts for the Blue Jays. Does what Ross Stripling has done since he's moved into the rotation. Five innings pitched, five hits, two earned runs, a walk, two strikeouts. The Jays back him up with some offense. They get some early offense in the first inning against a guy, Michael Walker, who's been really good. The Red Sox claw back against the Jays bullpen and you talked about this at the beginning and let's walk through this let's walk through the situation the Blue Jays found themselves in because we've talked about how depleted the bullpen is and I would tell you I would suggest to you that tonight wasn't an issue with the depleted bullpen it was just a bullpen that isn't good enough you had Kevin Gossman last night give you seven innings right you come into this game Ross Stripling gives you five I get why Charlie went with Adam Simber when he did because they're coming up against the meat of the order. That's fine. That's your leverage. Okay, now you got your leverage guy there. Now you go with Trent Thornton because you really don't have a lot of faith in Tim Mesa. Tim Mesa, by the way, now has allowed runs in four of his last five games, 11 hits, four earned runs, four walks, and three and two-thirds innings. So I, at, there's a, at least an asterisk beside him right now. But, I mean, Charlie, Charlie didn't have any other choice. There's literally nobody else down there. And I get to this. You have Jordan Romano in the game. You're losing at home. you got your closer in the game. Part of the reason is because he hasn't had enough work. This is, what, uh, his sixth appearance in June. And you go into the bottom of the ninth losing. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, this, you know, if, if the Jays don't win this game, we're asking a lot of questions of the front office. 
you know, uh, Jays fans, I mean, I guarantee you the folks leaving here tonight, if they lose that game, they're going to be gremlin. Again, you're, you know what? Your big boys, your big boys saved you tonight, right? Bo comes through, Vladdy comes through, and your big boys saved you when they had to. It was. Well, again, it gets back to that. Why are you using David Phelps last night with a seven-run lead in the eighth inning? That, that's the big question for me because today that would have been the perfect situation for him to come in with Trent, Trent Thornton in the seventh inning facing the bottom of the order. That's why they brought Trent Thornton in that situation because he was facing seven, eight, nine. Now, you would think, again, it's all about location for him. He's trying to go away. He leaves the heater right down the middle at the big league level. Even if you're a lesser hitter like Ref Snyder is, you're probably going to hit that ball hard somewhere. And at the Rogers Center, the ball's carrying there tonight. That's what they're trying to do. Whether you like it or not, they this is the way they were going to set it up. They were going with Thornton, Mesa, and and uh, Romano at the end because uh, they who's had no matching choice. up? We're, exactly no right. Choice. Exactly right. Because of who you used the night before, now you're having to use lesser guys against teams that are, you know, have a, a closer lead, the game's closer, and then you're using guys you don't want to use late in games. It's a, Again, it gets back to that offense. The offense bailed them out, the pass of the baton, not mm. trying to do too much. You give them credit, but I just, for me anyway, you can't make this a habit. Trent Thornton can't be pitching in the seventh inning after the starter the night before went seven innings. I'm sorry, you just can't do it. Six for 12, the Blue Jays earth runners in scoring position. All that stuff we were worried about the offense earlier in the year. The offense has fallen into place. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. A lot of other, I guess the, the, the phrase would be blushes spared here as well. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez getting doubled off at second base in that pop foul. I mean, it was th- this. if you lost this game, <laughs> you would be, I mean, it just wouldn't sit well with a lot of people around here. Let's go to John and Thornhill. John, what's up? What a game. Yeah, it was a beautiful game. It was a beautiful game, and it's a, it's a very fun team. I, I wanted to talk um, a little bit about the catchers. Obviously, we're in, you know, if, if, if all the rest of our team was as strong as our catchers, we'd be, uh, we'd be the Yankees right now or better, you know? <laughs> that, that being said, with every day that passes, uh, it's becoming more, I wouldn't say obvious yet, but sort of in that direction that we have to trade one of the three. We're not trading Kirk because he's the best catcher in Major League Baseball right now, literally. Um, He's above average defensively this year and the best offensive catcher in baseball. Um, So we have to decide. We don't have to, but I think we're going to end up having to decide to trade either one of Jansen or Moreno for uh, a pretty darn good starting pitcher or a couple of pretty darn good uh, relievers. We need to achieve a little more balance in the team. I think Barrios will probably come back to – a decent level, you know, a four ERA or a little bit below type of pitcher, even if it's not the overall stats, but he'll be trending in that direction. Uh, He's yeah, sorry, I'm, go I'm ahead. Gonna, no, I'm going to say I'm going to make a bold prediction here. They're not moving any of the catchers this year. They're I wouldn't not. think so either. They, I don't think there's a chance in hell they move any of these catchers. They cannot I mean, wait for they cannot wait for Danny Jansen to get back. Believe <laughs> me, we've been down on the field the past couple. Of days. They can't wait for Danny Jansen to get back behind the plate. Um, they're not moving anybody. Uh, any of those three catchers to, to get a pitcher. I, I think they may go with three catchers. I think there's a chance they send Moreno, Moreno back down to the minors when Danny Jansen is here as well, depending on what else they do. But they're not moving any of those guys. They're just not. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't disagree with you. Obvi- look, obviously they need pitching. Uh, I, I tend to think that they need immediately, as in, this week, relief pitching. Sergio Romo is here. I guess he's getting a medical at some point. 
uh, were led to believe it would be nice to have, and I'm, I know it, you can't trade everybody and you can't make moves every day, but with Tampa Bay coming in for five, it would be really nice to have another arm in here as well. It, it would be really nice to have another arm in here, but you know, Kevin, they're not, they're not going to move any, they're not going to move these three catchers. They're just, uh, I sure, I sure wouldn't think right so. It, it would be a Groshans or one of the outfielders, maybe a Teoscar, maybe a Lourdes, some, somebody like that, that if you want to really go big and, and try and maybe get a starter, I'm not. I'm assuming you wouldn't do that for a bullpen arm because you probably those are rentals. The only the only thing you would be trying to get, you know, one of the the big two or big three guys that can come to your starting rotation. But I'm with you. You you, you load up with as many veteran bullpen arms as you can possibly get. Spotlight's not too big for them. They can add and subtract. So Trent Thornton's not pitching in the, in the seventh inning. Nothing mm-hmm. against Trent Thornton. He, he's he's had some really good outings, but. Really, that just blows my mind that we saw Trent Thornton in the seventh inning after the starter yesterday went seven innings. I did, and it was seven to nothing. I just for that that just blows my you, mind man. on a content, I, on a contending team who is who is has aspirations of going as far as they want to go against the Red Sox at home. Jeff with a two two run lead, Trent Thornton's in the game. I that just blows my mind. Uh, I want to go back and talk about Alejandro Kirk. Uh, very briefly, and, you know, you talked earlier about the toughest thing to do in this game, and everybody says one of the toughest things to do is pinch hit. You come off the bench cold. Uh, obviously, it's a, you know, you're if you're Alejandro Kirk, you want to get on base, right? That's the most important thing. You want to get in base. You know that they're going to have a pinch runner available for you and all that good stuff. So, so tell me what Alejandro Kirk is thinking. He walks up to the plate. And he's facing Hansel Robles because, again, Tanner Houck isn't here. Uh, he's facing Hansel Robles. What is what is his approach? I, I, in that situation, Kevin, are you looking – and I understand Alejandro Kirk is a different hitter than a lot of people. What's he thinking? Uh, just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really aggressive out the gate. I'm looking for my pitch. What, what's he thinking in that situation? Uh, what well, the the way we've seen him hit, he, he's not thinking about anything. He's got a slow heartbeat, <laughs> okay. which is exactly yeah. what you want to have when you're pinch hit. And you don't want to try too hard. You don't want to overswing. You don't want to get big with your lower half. You want to control your stride, which that's what I said about he doesn't change anything. Like this, he does exactly the same thing. If he's been sitting over three and a half hours, they ask him to go up against a tough submarine guy who has a power sinker and a slider down and away to just go up and get a strike. Do exactly what you've been doing. Don't overthink it. And get the barrel to the baseball, and that's exactly what he did. He got on base, and the rest is history. But he's just, he's something special. Every time he walks through the plate, I, I, I marvel at, at what this guy's doing and the way he controls the strike zone and the bat-to-ball skills. It's something special, man. Do you remember when we were wondering if he, the Jays had put a trade together for Alejandro Kirk? Remember he was in, rumored to be involved in stuff for Jose, Jose Ramirez, and we've always said, you know, maybe that's the guy that you move. You know, because Moreno's a top Moreno's a top prospect. Maybe, and and then, you know, for the last two months, we've just kind of shut up about it because he's going to the All-Star game, and he's probably <laughs> the best hitter in the team right now. Uh, the Jays got out to an early start. Kevin, really aggressive. You sent me a text very early in the game watching Ross Stripling, watching his velo watching how he was on the mound, watching how aggressive the Jays were out of the gate. You said they were playing with a sense of urgency tonight. And that gets back to my point about how just how gut-wrenching it would have been to blow this game after getting off to that type of start. 
It, it, it would have been really tough. To, you know, you seen Teoscar get picked off first base after that little lazy pop-up, and, and Vasquez throws him out first base because, quite frankly, the baseball IQ and, and just being lazy, not getting back to the base, the sense of urgency, something you can't have. And then using who they had to use coming out of the bullpen and the way that looked, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It, it just looks, it looks like the last couple of days that the rotation is showing a little sense of urgency. I know Ross has had the extra day of rest, so that may have been why all the pitches – were upticked in the in the velocity and the and the fastball is coming out a little hotter. Maybe it's who he's facing. You know, facing two, three, four in the order in the first mm. inning is not the easiest thing to do. So mm-hmm. maybe he had a little bit of that. He was his slider looked a little harder the first time through the order. He didn't use his breaking ball. That looked like that was on purpose. You know, at least give him something, give him a little different look. There, there in that one inning, he threw the when it was second and thirty through Devers the breaking ball to get the little yep. pop out. Oh, oh, that little pitch that he hadn't seen before. That's a smart pitcher. The ways you on both sides of the plate, it looked to me like he was forcing movement on the changeup on purpose early in the game because he didn't want to miss down the middle. If he misses with the changeup, it's a BP heater. He knows it to a good team. That's usually a home run. So just the things he was doing on the mound, he's impossible not to root for. Jeff, I give it to you. Every time he goes to the mound, I root for him. He's fun to watch. He adds and subtracts. He's got all kinds of pitches. He's like that guy you walk out and you ask, how's it going? I'm throwing the kitchen sink at him. Skip. He's that guy, and he's, he's fun to watch. Mateo in Guelph, you want to talk about the bullpen. Well, the, the Jays obviously have some holes to fill, where that's being uh, the bullpen, uh, back end of the rotation, and left-handed bat. Do you think it's realistic for them to cover all three? And if not, which do you think they'll focus on the most? Uh, I don't think it's re- – I don't think thanks, – thanks for the call. I mean, I, it's not realistic for them to do it this week. By the trade deadline, I would imagine they would have two or three. I just don't think you can get all three. And I've said that. Uh I think at some point, if you're the Jays, you have to decide: do we, do we try to add, you know, a, uh, do we try to add a nail starter? Do we try to add do something like we did last year with Barrios? And if you do that, then maybe you kind of backfill in the bullpen with odds and ends. You know, a couple of Sergio, a couple more Sergio Romos, a couple other guys. Or do you decide that you know what we're going to go all in and load up in the bullpen and we'll we'll get by with what we have in the starting rotation and maybe pick up a you know a lower level starter from somebody? I think you'll see the Jays address the pitching. They'll go all in in one of those pitching areas. They'll uh, kind of cut and paste in the other. And I really think at the trade deadline, that's when you'll see them address address the uh, the the balance in the lineup. Because I got to tell you right now. I'm okay with this lineup the way it is right now. I don't want to interrupt this. Maybe, right maybe. I may get, feel differently at the trade deadline, but, but right now I'm okay with what I got. They, they can get in the playoffs this lineup. They're not going to yes. win the World Series with this lineup. I've said Correct. that since day one, and, I, and I'll continue to say it. But you can, again, after what you saw tonight from the bullpen, you cannot continue to run that out there. For, so for me, if you're Ross, and I know he is, he's looking at this, that's the first thing you got to you got to correct. Sergio Romo's not enough. Flipping 85 sinker and and the, and the slider that he's throwing a bazillion of, that's probably not enough. So I, I would assume he's going to add a couple of more of those. Very quickly before we uh, take the break, um, any issue at all with Ross Stripling not coming out for the sixth? Because a nope. lot of people in the text line are asking that. I don't have nope. an issue with it either. Yeah, either. But I'm just wondering if you did. Face to me to the order two times. He got Devers out. Probably got lucky on a hang of breaking ball. It's an element of surprise. Don't want to push the envelope. He had 81 pitches. That He gave you what he gave you. You had a, what, a three-run lead or, or a two-run lead when he left. 
You know, again, again, it gets back to that. You're hoping that you don't have to go to Trent Thornton. They had to go to him. It didn't work out the way it, it worked out. I got no issues the way they handled Ross Stripley. Ross Stripley gave him everything that he had, and yep. then some. He gave him a chance to lead. He handed the ball to Charlie with the lead. That's all you can ask for. Red Sox, by the way, are 14-16 and 16 against teams with a record of better than 500 so far. They're in a stretch where they're playing 36 of 42 games against teams that are over 500. We talked about how the schedule's starting to bite for the Red Sox. As I said, if you if you send these guys out of here tomorrow, if you sweep them and you send them home, you, you've undone a lot of the good the Red Sox have done themselves in the past three weeks. 416-87, which is always a good thing. 416-870-0590, star 591 590 Vladdy walks it off. The Jays win. Six to five. We'll be back with more Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet 590. The fan. Robles is ready. Vladdy stares out. The 2-0. Swing at a ground ball. Has the reach of Bogarts into left field. And the Blue Jays are going to win it. Springer scores. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. delivers. They're jumping up and down to the left of the mound. Celebrating a walk-off win. What an unbelievable night by the Blue Jays. I don't know if those of you who uh, weren't watching the game on TV saw it, but Vladdy Jr., after he was mobbed by his fan, by, by his teammates, just walked off the field towards the coaching staff, was getting the crowd going, pointing to the field, pointing to himself, pointing to the field. This is my house. This is my house. It was, uh, it was, it was quite a moment. It was quite a moment for the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, to say the least. 6-5, Vladdy walking off the Boston Red Sox. And now the Bet365 standings update with Bet365. You can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. 19-plus play responsibly on Terrio only. The New York Yankees won again. Mm. They are 55-20. and 20. The Blue Jays are 42-32, and 12-and-a-half back. One and a half up in the wild card. Boston is 42 and 33. They're 13 back, one up in the wild card. Tampa Bay holds down that wild card spot. They lost tonight 5 3 to the Milwaukee Brewers. They're 40 and 33. And Baltimore is out on the West Coast against the Seattle Mariners. They are scoreless in the fourth or fifth inning, I believe. A little bit of housekeeping before we go back to the phone lines. Very quickly, Charlie Montoyo telling us today, Nate Pearson. He's going to be shut down for three to four weeks. Don't expect to see Nate Pearson up here. It's me talking. He won't be up full speed until six weeks in the, at the minimum. He may be up here as a September call-up, but that's it. Danny Jansen doing a lot of work today, taking BP, telling Ben Wagner he could be rehabbing a AAA this weekend. You could see Danny join this team on the west coast trip ian in midland you're on blue jays talk hello guys how's it going going well my friend going very well good good i was just thinking i was hearing what that uh one of your callers was saying about maybe trading one of the catchers but i have to agree we got to keep all three of them but would it actually hurt the team if maybe kirk does some time at first base we know know it's going to be a dh I don't know if it hurt the team, but I don't know if it would hurt the team. But I don't want to do anything. Why does? Why does? Why would you want to do anything to Alejandro Kirk? 
I like him where he is right now, going to the All-Star game, being a DH, catching a couple of times. I, you know, I, I don't I, – that's fine. Uh, just, just, just leave the guy where he is. The guy is, the guy is unbelievable right now. Uh, and, and, you know, let's – I mean, the, you know what? Here's the thing. The catching situation is going to figure itself out because Danny Jansen's getting to the point where he's not going to be controllable. I don't want to get into the whole thing about guys' contracts and that, but this is going to sort itself out. Jays fans, you do not have to worry about a catcher for the next decade. Think about that. Think about some of the guys you've had in the past. You don't have to worry about a catcher for the next decade. Just enjoy it. I mean, I think it's it's safe to say, Kevin. It's just just enjoy it. Enjoy having those three guys. I, I think they're any... better. I think they're better. I think they're a better team when Danny's here, and when they have obviously Alejandro Kirk, as we said, is the best hitter in the team right now. Just enjoy it. Well said. Like I don't want to trade any. I'll tell you right now, I don't want to trade any of them. I'll Me look either. elsewhere to make a move. I don't want to trade any. I don't think they can trade any of them. I'm not saying that no, nobody else would want them. I'm just saying for this team, their needs sort of revolves around those three guys right now. Yep. Jeff and Oshawa, you want to talk about the bullpen. We got to mention, by the way, because I know there's a lot there's a lot of dissatisfaction out there. And and, and listen, we, we're on the same page here. Um, you know, Vladdy won a game tonight, and – he spared this organization a little bit of embarrassment in a lot of ways because that bullpen, that that's not the type of bullpen the Toronto Blue Jays should be running out against the Boston Red Sox. I'm just going to flat out say, no disrespect to those guys. Hey, those guys are what they are. Matt Gage, all those guys, they've worked their ass off to get up here. God bless them. I hope they have long careers, but that's not a bullpen that you run out against the Boston Red Sox right now. Jeff and Oshawa. Yeah, that's just what I want to speak to you guys about. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, when is Atkins going to take some of the blame for who he brings in here? Uh, you go back to last year, he he brings in Yates and on a hope and a prayer that his elbow is going to stay together and then his, his, his ligament snaps, he's gone. You're bringing Chatwood. It's like he does not think properly who he brings in here. He got Simber and Richards. He's, he, I'll tell you this. He, he, saved, he, he helped save the year last year. You're not getting within a game of the playoffs without Adam Simber or Trevor Richards. You're just not. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. That's, they, they did a great job last year. But to bring in, like, like he makes bad decisions, like bringing in Yates, bringing in Chatwood. And then, that's and last then, year. Like, but he recovered from it. He made bad decisions, and then he corrected it. That's what yeah, general managers are supposed to do. He corrected it. Yeah. Who cares yeah, about I, Kirby I, Yates or Tyler Chatwood? Yeah. I'm just saying his decisions, what he made last year, with a bullpen cost us last year, but this year he brings in Garcia. That's the only thing where he could have gone out and gotten Jake Deakman, uh, Joe Kelly, things like that, swing and miss and all that. It's just what's in the bullpen right now. is just not good enough. And uh, uh, I just think that they could have put the money towards better arms at swing and miss coming out of the bullpen after they addressed the, the rotation and at mm. third base, but they didn't. And also like with Kikuchi, like they bring him in here on a three-year deal for thirty-six million, you know, like on a hope and a prayer that he can be reprimanded by Pete Walker. It's, I, I don't really blame Kikuchi all that much because Atkins knew, you know what I mean. He had a poor second half. You bring him in here and you expect, you know what I mean. Bring him in for one year, like you did with Robbie Ray. You give him a year, prove yourself. But three years? That 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 was just a, a big big mistake and. 
I just I just feel that Atkins makes mistakes. He doesn't think things through, and it's cost us uh, dearly uh, last year and perhaps maybe even this year too. Jeff, I appreciate the call. Um, you know, I, I'm going to have to dis- – I don't disagree with you about the swing and miss stuff. We've talked about this a lot. It seems like every team the Jays play, they've got some guy we've never heard of who throws 96. Or 90. I mean, look at the Baltimore Orioles. That, that's a waiver wire bullpen that you would take over the Blue Jays' bullpen right now. I mean, let's be clear. You would. Absolutely. And it's, a, it's basically a waiver wire bullpen. Put together mm-hmm. a bunch of, bunch of odds and ends from every – and you know what? It, it could be fool's gold, and it could explode as sometimes happens. They're hard throwers. You change grip, and it has movement. That's what they yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, let's give Ross a little time. As I said last year, yeah, it would have been great if he had made the Richards and Simber move earlier in the year and – but you know, he made it, the, the the trade he made last year to start addressing the bullpen was in June 26th. It was more than a month ahead of the trade deadline. It's not like he waited to the trade deadline to make his moves. I mean, in the past, we've seen that he will move early. I just it it's it feels a little differently this year because this year the Jays want to win the American League. This year, that's that's what we're talking about. Last year, yeah, of course, everybody wants to go to the postseason, but last year. Last year, I think the expectations were a little different than they were this year. So I'm kind of willing to give them a pass for what happened with the bullpen last year. I expected I expected better things at this at this year, Kevin. I really did from the bullpen. I, the, the the three for thirty six million for Yusei Kikuchi that make you scratch your head. I, I would assume that, that there was not a ton of, if not any other team, standing in line to give him thirty six million dollars. That's just my guess. Maybe I'm wrong there. I have no idea. I'm just guessing there, just by the way he looks and and the way he pitches. But let's just wait and see. They are in a playoff spot now. Mm-hmm. The, the, Sergio Romo is here, and again that they, they yeah, have. Well, he's Sergio <laughs> Romo. Is Sergio he's got to have to do more than that. Right, but what I'm but what I'm saying, Kevin, is. That is a move designed to address or to start addressing these issues. So he has made – we can argue about whether or not it's a good move. Um, he's made that move. I would anticipate it won't be the last move we'll see. Look, these guys – you know, I mean, Ross isn't an idiot. You know, what does our friend Brian Burke always tell us? Always assume that the people who are running teams have superior knowledge than you. Because mm-hmm. they do. They know more about what's going on, and they have good intentions, and they're reasonably intelligent people. He knows what's going on. He knows what's going on out there. He watched the game tonight. He knows what he's seeing. So let's just see. Let's, let's just see, see what. Let's just see what he does here. Let's see let's what see he it. does here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I can't, as I said, I can't disagree. Uh, I, I can't disagree with, with with the tone of that call. It's uh, just – Thank God they won this game. That, that's all I'm going to say because if, if if they had lost this game, given everything that Ross Stripling gave you, um, man, yeah, I, I, that that clubhouse would have been that clubhouse would have been devastated. Instead, they're going home. They got Alec Manoa on the mound mm-hmm. tomorrow. Now Nick Pavetta is not going to be easy. Nick Pavetta is nope. not going to be easy. But you know what? You got you got your guy going. You got your guy going, and the one thing you know about Alec Manoa already, Alec Manoa loves him some spotlight. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is a guy who's designed his own T-shirt, and he doesn't even have two full major league seasons under the belt. Like, I'm telling you, when you do that, when you design your own T-shirt, uh-huh. and you know you're still at this stage of your career, 
I, he he likes the spotlight. He's I I think he's going to eat it up tomorrow. It's good. It's going to be a great matchup. And as I said, if they could sweep the Red Sox, if they can sweep the Red Sox, it just it it almost it just you just think of what could be on the horizon if that's the case. Because the Red Sox schedule is getting tough now. It, well, they were. It's, it's getting well, tough. Well, the Blue Jays were limping out of the Brewer series. They're coming in here running and gaining a lot of confidence. And if Alec Manoa comes out here and gives them six or seven innings of quality ball. And they score a bunch of runs and have a lot more confidence going into the Tampa Bay series. It's only going to bode well for the Blue Jays. Six to five, the Toronto Blue Jays walk off the Boston Red Sox. They have won the first two games of this three-game series. Vladdy Jr. with the walk-off hit. His second career walk-off. The third walk-off of the year for the Toronto Blue Jays. The Jays, six for 12 with runners in scoring position. They came through when they absolutely needed to come through. And my, oh, my, Alejandro Kirk just flying first first class to L.A., (laughs) folks. Put him in the all-star game. Sit back and enjoy Alejandro Kirk. uh, He's at the center of everything good that happens with this team. 6-5, the Blue Jays win. It's been a lot of fun. Pavetta, Manoa, Tamora, the Jays going for the sweep. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feed your wild side baseball fans.